This is Liquid Gold here on the We Own This Town Network. My name's Mike Wolf. This is a podcast about beverages, about drinking, about cocktails, about beer, about wine, all the things you put in your glass. I want to throw a shout out to weownthistown.net and producer Michael Eads. This is a different little intro we're doing here since the devastating tornadoes that ripped through Nashville last week. Thought it appropriate to mention a few things about that before we go back to our programming that is really meant to be kind of an escape from the crazy modern world that we find ourselves in. There was an EF3 tornado that ripped through Nashville last week. Uh, 136 to 140 mile per hour winds struck during the night and many businesses in the areas, including some of our favorite bars, were affected quite a bit. And we also want to mention that two local bartenders who were just insanely talented and were really kind of a shining light for a lot of people at the uh, respective spots that they worked at. Michael Dolfini of Attaboy and his girlfriend, Aubrey Sexton of the Fox Bar and Cocktail Club. Uh, We lost both of them in this terrible tornado that ripped through Nashville. And we want to throw, uh, we want to say sorry to obviously all their friends and family and uh, a lot of the bartenders and service industry folks that we know at those places, the customers that frequent those places. These were two very talented and uh, just impressive people. And I feel it's important that we, we, uh, we mention that before we get into all our, uh, different liquid gold programming here some ways i do want to mention some ways that you can help out now there's plenty of gofundme set up uh, for these folks and for some of the businesses that are hit that were hit really hard by this tornado that ripped through east nashville germantown donaldson hermitage putnam county was hit very hard mount juliet but i want to give some resources because we've got listeners all over the world and all over the country, and this is some ways that some other folks can help as Nashville looks to pick up the pieces. Always worth mentioning how impressive this community has been in coming together and uh, rebuilding and cleaning up and paying tribute and just banding together, as Nashville always seems to do when things like this happen. It's a special city for that reason and many others. Now, you can go to HON.org. That's Hands On Nashville. They've got a lot of resources there and how you can help out with the tornado relief efforts. There is Do615.com. They've been very helpful in posting all these different uh, links with how to help after the Nashville tornado. So check out do615.com. There is also CRC Nashville, the Community Resource Center. They're doing a lot to help the the relief efforts, so you can go there. There is the uh, Middle Tennessee Emergency Response Fund, and they could use your help as well. You can find them at cfmt.org. And if Mount Juliet is a is a place close to your heart there is mjpdnews.org you can go there for some info on how to help with the mount juliet tornado cleanup 
and some volunteer links there. The different GoFundMe set up for this, there's the East Nashville and Germantown Service Industry Professionals GoFundMe. There is one with the USBG Nashville. They're helping out a lot of bartenders who are out of work during this time. And there is also a GoFundMe set up for Attaboy and their workers as they um, get through this this crazy time. There is a GoFundMe set up for uh, Mike and Aubrey's funeral costs and, and to help their family with this tragedy. The service industry community here is tight-knit and uh, everyone from, you know, otaku to... Uh, Sean Brock has helped out a lot, gathering donations and getting things together. And our friends at Honey Tree Meadery, we do want to announce that they are back open. So we're excited for them. They have their power back on and uh, they'll be back open. This should air roughly Wednesday night, March 11th. And this will be the first night that Honey Tree Meadery is back open and back in business. So we do want to mention that. Also of note, there is a GoFundMe set up and the link is on the Liquid Gold Instagram page for some folks close to our heart, Asia and Pepe, some folks who work in restaurants and bars around town. Asia works at Coutelier. They have been not quite destroyed by the tornado, but they're in rough shape. And Asia's house was um, damaged in the tornado. And there's some there's a link there to to help them clean up and rebuild their house. We wanted to throw you that information. That GoFundMe, again, is on the Liquid Gold Instagram, liquidgold underscore pod. All those different stories that we mentioned as related to the tornado weren't enough. We also have coronavirus making its way to Nashville and to America in general to the point that the one of the latest headlines that we saw today is we're throwing around booze news stories. Drink vodka, don't use it as a hand sanitizer. And so this is um, these are the kinds of stories that are going to be coming out and where people are trying to make hand sanitizer with Tito's vodka. One one gentleman in this news story that was posted by Fatherly. He posted, I just made me some Tito's vodka hand sanitizer. God bless Texas, combined vodka, aloe gel, and essential oils. But what this gentleman might not realize and what Tito's Vodka wanted to point out to him was, per the CDC, hand sanitizer needs to contain at least 60% alcohol. Tito's handmade vodka is 40% alcohol. Therefore, it does not meet the current recommendation of the CDC. So there's a lot that has happened here since our last episode. And it is worth mentioning that as of right now, for Garden to Glass, Grow Your Drinks from the Ground Up, Washington, D.C., New York City, and Chicago for April and May, as of right now, are postponed. So I'll keep you updated on the show about that and all the other happenings. And we will also keep you up to date with some uh, tornado relief efforts that we'll be a part of and some events coming up to just help Nashville rebuild. Thanks for listening, and right now I'm going to turn things over to the Liquid Gold crew. This was an episode we recorded before the tornado and before coronavirus was really making its way into Tennessee. It's an episode of Shy.
Notes, where we discuss the mid-century marvel of a cocktail, the Stinger. And I'm going to turn things over to Liquid Gold Shots. Thanks for listening. Everybody hang in there. Message us on our Instagram. If we can help you in any way with anything related to the Nashville Tornado Reliefs, Um, If you need help with a bar event, if you want to help get the word out, if you need help connecting sponsors to your cause, let us know. We can definitely help in a lot of those areas. Hang in there out there. Stay safe. All right. It's Liquid Gold where we do shots. 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 Wow. Shiggity shots. Mike Technique. Kenneth over there. He's been working on that one. He pulled that one out of nowhere. We've got our White Knights of Wine roundtable back. <laughs> that was my surprise. Yeah, Not bad. Yeah. We've got uh, some some amazing beverage professionals back in the Liquid Gold offices here at We Own This Town, WeOwnThisTown.net. These shots episodes where we, we discuss one little topic, maybe a drink, maybe a spirit, maybe a wine, or an ingredient. Today, we're talking about the very special two-ingredient drink, a mid-century drink, a classic cocktail full of madmen-infused lore. We're talking about the Stinger. The Stinger is fascinating to me because I always viewed it as a throwaway. Now, when Peggy Peggy drinks it on an episode of Mad Men, going back, you know, a few years back now, and it was like, wow, Peggy's drinking Stingers. That's kind of cool. So I remember researching it back then, but it was like, yeah, you know, a bunch of brandy, some creme de menthe, that's it. It's like, that's it? That's weird. Okay. So I filed it away and um, recently had an amazing experience at the Dewberry in Charleston. Make beautiful cocktails. Shout out to Ryan Casey. He does some incredible drinks there. And he features a stinger on the menu. And it is just phenomenal. Now we do want to take some time to throw a shout out to Western Grace Brandy. Our sponsor for this episode of Shots, Western Grace. It's an old world brandy from La Mancha, uh, the Spanish birthplace of brandy, where grapes have been cultivated and distilled from spirits, four spirits, since the 13th century. It is Solera aged in American oak, then finished in sherry vats. And the result is a smooth and balanced, full flavored brandy with notes of oak, grape, vanilla, walnut, hazelnut, and cocoa. So we're giving you some cocktail ideas all our thirsty listeners at home. And it's just a perfect, ideal, versatile brandy for traditional neat pours and craft mixology cocktails. So check them out at westerngracebrandy.com. And thank you to Aaron and all the folks over there. Um, It's delicious stuff. It does, as they mentioned, it has that kind of nutty vibe to it. So there's all kinds of different directions you can go with the Stinger. Going back to the Dewberry, what blew me away, and it made me, as I mentioned earlier, I grabbed the lapels of the cocktail server. They wear these beautiful white coats. And I was like, what's in this drink? It's not just brandy and mint. There's no way. What else is in there? Tell me, tell me. And he was like, no, it is. It's just brandy and creme de menthe. Now the, I'd say a more kind of official recipe. Were they making their own creme de menthe? Now that's what I thought, but no, this was Tempest Fugit's uh, creme de menthe, okay. which is great. Really good stuff. Fantastic. Incredible. So Did you, you ask them their like proportions? I didn't ask them proportions, but the generally the accepted kind of recipe is usually like one and three quarter ounce or two ounces of brandy. If you're using the Western Grace, it's smooth, it's nutty, 
I'd go two ounces, maybe two and a half. The, we love the Tempest Fugit Creme de Menthe. It's, uh, now, it does have some sweetness, but it's also very cleanly herbaceous. So we're going to use about three quarter ounce, half ounce to three quarter ounce. Now, what's interesting about this drink is you can uh, pour it over crushed ice in the glass you're going to be drinking it out of and let that crushed ice dilute that out and make it nice and smooth Then maybe garnish it with a little mint. Mm-hmm. But this is such a bare bones classic drink that they're um, at the at the Dewberry and in so many uh, classic recipes that I've looked up, you don't see much garnish. Uh, and they were using no garnish at the Dewberry. The way they're doing it, I believe, is they are stirring it. They're stirring those two ingredients. I would absolutely stir it. I would not shake this drink. And let me tell you why. I would garnish it with one drop of chilled heavy cream. Wow. I would drop it from high atop the drink into a chilled glass. And when it <laughs> when it makes contact, it'll be suspended in the middle of the drink. And it'll look ideally like flounder from The Little Mermaid. I knew I wanted to bring you. Not only are you one of the hosts of the show, but I knew I wanted you in on this episode. <laughs> I am making one as soon as I get home. I have to. I mean, I have to experience flounder from Little Mermaid. It's a beautiful thing. I think it was really. It's a special drink to talk about because we're talking two ingredients, and there's all these different things you could do. Now we could make it a four ingredient drink. You could take a mint tincture. You could do a bunch of like young mint leaves that are about to come out in your garden. You could make a tincture with that with like 100 proof vodka and shake that up. You could even use our Western you Grace could, brandy in could, the tincture. Yeah, you could just throw a, a bunch of uh, uh, spears of uh, of mint into the brandy bottle. Into and the brandy. Throw it, throw it in the back it. of your fridge overnight. Mm-hmm. You could do that. Um, you could do a mint cordial and add some of that with like a smaller amount of the creme de mint. And then maybe you could even add like a little shrub. You could add a little acid to the equation. Um, you could chug a white claw and then <laughs> <laughs> get all your ingredients together. Yeah. Make it an afternoon. Get, yeah. <laughs> Let's make an afternoon out of it. Order a pizza yeah. for your loved ones. And uh, yeah, just make sure you get all your ingredients together before you get going. And mm-hmm. Yeah, chug. get your mise en place going. And it's easy for this. You got the brandy, you got the creme de menthe. And uh, most recipes do specify white creme de menthe and not the... The green, the green dream, uh, or whatever it is. Um, green might have food coloring, and if you want food coloring, like you can add food coloring to something if you want. Are we allowed to use food coloring or no? That guy got me all shook the other day. I think you can use food coloring because we only live once, and if you're trying to give someone a special experience with you know adding a little crazy color, I- I'm all for it. I, I don't. My older sister one time told me like uh, I could use food coloring because I got green eyes. Like, but if I use like blue food coloring, it would change my eyes to blue. Okay. She also convinced me. You know, hamburger helper. Like, Darren, the, uh, how much time do we have on this episode? Hamburger helper, the hand like in a glove. Um, it's their logo, hamburger helper. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. She told me that that was like Michael Jackson's other glove. <laughs> and- <laughs> And I believed it until like I was in school and like told it in front of the whole class and <laughs> got my ass whooped. They call it a duo cocktail. It's like a whole kind of subgenre of cocktails, two ingredients. But this and, and you would think this drink being popular mid century would just go back to the fifties, but 
uh, originated in 1890. Uh, may have been derived from the Judge cocktail, which was brandy, creme de menthe, and a little extra simple syrup. From the 1892 cocktail book, The Flowing Bowl. Uh, but the Stinger later became really popular in New York City. It was a society drink, you know, a very upper class drink. 20s, 30s, 40s became like a dessert drink and an after dinner drink due to kind of that sweetness. But it is just super cool because also had some history with uh, prohibition. The creme de menthe could mask a boozy, a boozy brandy potentially. And people would be like, what are you drinking? And it's like, I'm drinking a mint. A mint drink. It's a healthy mint drink for my uh, for my lungs. Mouthwash. <laughs> Drinking mouthwash. Leave me alone, copper. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In a past life. <laughs> but I think with, uh, and you might see this, Andy, with uh, the Momofuku, some of the, the restaurants that you've worked with there, some of the bars, after dinner drinks becoming more of a thing, after dinner pairings. People are starting to look at more like putting dessert drinks on cocktail lists. And this would be a great template to work off brandy and mint. We do we do really well with a lot of whiskey. And, and yes, people do drink it straight through the meal a lot of times. But old fashions in Manhattans it, after dinner is a pretty popular thing these days. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so my suggestion to go modern with this drink. All right. So I'm going to give you a recipe. We're going to go two and a half ounces. Western Grace brandy. We're going to do a mint, uh, a two-to-one mint syrup. So we're going to do a thick uh, two parts sugar, one part water, and one part uh, loosely packed mint leaves. And you're going to uh, cold process that. You're not going to, you're going to warm up the sugar and the water, then let that cool completely, then steep in the mint. When everything's cold, It only takes that. about six hours. Yeah, or you could strain it out after a day. You could leave it for two days. You could do six hours, play with it. But, but... I'm thinking that with this Stinger cocktail that it's more sherry cobbler. So I want crushed ice, the two and a half ounces Western Grace brandy. We're going to do a quarter ounce of the rich mint syrup. And then we are going to shake this modern Stinger. You're going to shake that and strain it into the uh, glass with crushed ice. And then you're going to garnish it with a bunch of mint. Sort of like, it's like a julep. In my mind, it's like a julep uh, sherry cobbler hybrid with a little bit more high-octane character. I will say that the classic version that they're making at the Dewberry was incredible, and it was just brandy and creme de menthe. So pretty cool. The train's rolling through town. Night falls in the city. We got to move this freight, dog. And we are going to move it along. So thanks for tuning in today for this episode of Shock. Shots. Shots. Say shots, Andy. Shots. We want to thank Western Grace Brandy. Find them at westerngracebrandy.com. An old world brandy with amazing new world tasting notes of walnut, oak, cocoa. You can do all of these cool cocktails with this stuff. So check that out. Hit us up on Instagram at liquidgold underscore pod. Email us at liquidgoldpod at gmail.com. We want to thank Andy Wedge from Bar Wyo. Thank you so much. White Nights on Wine yeah. panel. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to break somebody up, but I think you guys are scared of it. Yeah. <laughs> You're scared of that. Just to paste it. <laughs> and thank you so much, Alex, for coming back Always on the show. Yeah, we can find you can find Alex right down the street there at Bastion. 
And congrats to all the, the James Beard nominees of Bastion, Josh, and... And we got Julia, too, over at Henrietta. Julia at Henrietta, yep. nominated for James Beard. Special stuff. And we will see you again on a future episode of Shots. Subscribe, like, share it with your friends, and give us a rating. And we will see you next time on Liquid Gold.